Well, as we all hopefully know, there is a municipal election taking place a little later on this month. We've certainly been talking about it on this radio station. You've been hearing from some of the candidates for council as well as for mayor. But we also know that voter turnout is always quite low when it comes to the civic elections. So how do we change that and get more people involved, engaged and actually casting a ballot? Well, Stuart Prest is a professor of political science at Simon Fraser University and joins us to talk more about this now. Stuart, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you as well. Do we know why historically it's always such a low voter turnout when it comes to civic elections? Well, I think uh, part of it is the attention that gets paid to the different levels of government. When we when we talk about politics, we tend to focus on, on the federal or provincial level. That's where the, the conversation goes. It's where the issues are, are most familiar to people when we when we uh, just looking at how uh, politics is taught in schools we talk about uh, parliamentary government and and so on so it's not necessarily top of mind and and that becomes sort of self-reinforcing which is which is ironic in some ways because when you think about how do politics actually affect people in their everyday lives the stuff that uh, municipal governments are in charge of matters more than just about anything else whether it's how do you get to work or the the availability of clean water those really fundamental things that we only think about when they go wrong are the responsibility of municipal governments right and that's kind of always been that disconnect hasn't it that it's the level that we're closest to we have probably have the most access to and like you say has the biggest impact on our lives yet it's got the lowest amount of voter turnout yeah, yeah, it is a, a bit of an irony, and yet it is something that we see not just in, in B.C., but across Canada and beyond. How do you think we start to change that? Is it the system itself that it doesn't lend itself to engagement with voters? Yeah, I think some of this could be changed through different uh, institutions. So uh, part of the problem when we look at uh, a system like the Vancouver's at-large voting system, we can see that information is a bit of a barrier. If anyone has taken the time to try to figure out uh, what their ballot is going to be, you're looking at trying to choose 10 different candidates from maybe uh, 10 different uh, parties out of 60 candidates, and half these parties didn't exist in the last election. That's a a huge uh, barrier to to making an informed choice. So you can imagine that people might just be turned off just by the, the, the daunting nature of the task to try to get up to speed. And so they say, well, I'm just not going to bother. And so if we were to, to redesign our, our institutions, we might be able to simplify that process of voting a little bit. And how do you think that would would work or how would we do that? Because you're right. And I voted in the advance poll in Vancouver on Saturday and the ballot is long. It is a very long piece of paper. Luckily, at the bottom, there's a reminder saying, turn it over. You're not done yet. There's more to vote on the other side. But it's it's true. If you weren't following along, if you if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't know half the candidates or what they stood for or, or what or where, how to maybe cast your ballot. So how do we change that? Uh, it, it's true. The struggle really is, is real with, with that, that ballot. And I think there are some different solutions. There's no sort of silver bullet, but we can we can think about some different alternatives. You could say uh, move towards a ward-based system. Then our, our municipal elections would look a little bit more like our provincial and, and federal elections, where you're just electing one councillor uh, uh, and, and you are maybe presented with four or five different parties uh, as, as a choice uh, to choose between. And, and so that 
that would simplify the process of voting. But but there would be a cost there as well, where currently we elect councillors who uh, are making promises and thinking about the city as a whole. They're in an award-based system. You'd be rewarded for, for really working for your own neighbourhood and not necessarily taking that larger vision and making promises or thinking about the, the implications for the entire city as a whole. So that would be... Uh, in some ways, an, an easier voting system, but it wouldn't be better in every sense. You could also go to something that is more proportional. You can apply that kind of proportional representation logic that we've talked about at the federal level and provincial uh, level. You could do a version of that at the municipal level as well. And then you may not have someone representing your, your neighborhood, but just about everyone in the in the city could, could look at council and say, there's somebody on council that more or less represents my ideas about how the city should be, should be governed. So that might encourage people to become a little bit more involved as well. Don't we kind of do that now, though, in that not having the ward system, so you don't have somebody from the, your particular part of the city that would be your representative, but don't we kind of do the, the that system in that you you can pick whoever you want. You don't have to pick a slate of candidates with the same party. You can choose whoever you want and hope that maybe there's a difference of opinion on council. Yeah, we definitely uh, do that to an extent. You're not uh, constrained to, to just one candidate, but there is a, a bit of a risk the way in which uh, the this at-large system works where uh, I describe it as a, a push, pushing parties towards a, a mobilization challenge where uh, the goal is not really to make an argument to try to convince a broad cross-section of the city to, to vote for, for you, but rather just to find ways to mobilize some, some core set of voters who uh, are, are you can count on coming out to vote. So you're really focusing on those who are most likely to vote tends to be older voters, more well-off voters. And you're really trying just to find those issues that are going to mobilize that group and get them to the, the polling station and maybe to press the vote for your for your opponents. And and that leads to these very narrow kinds of campaign promises that we're seeing and some some very sharp attacks that are not necessarily really grounded in in, in facts among the, the different candidates. And so if you have one party that just say they get to 35 percent of the vote, that might be enough. To, to run the table and, and win a majority at council, even though you know, two-thirds of the city d- doesn't really agree with them at all. So it's not necessarily going to represent the, the true diversity of views within the city. Right. Um, we know as well, and that's part of the reason it was the argument behind the randomized ballot rather than the alphabetical one, that the higher up you are on the list, the better chance you have of being elected. Does that also show that people... It's great. Maybe you've made the time and you've come out to vote, but you're just clicking off the boxes at the top of the list. So does that really help uh, as well? Oh, I mean, that's a that's a real problem as well. And the randomized ballot can can help with that a little bit, but it just means that it's a, a random advantage given to some candidates and not others. And I think that really gets back to that core you know, educational challenge, right? Just how do you get uh, voters to a position where they feel like they have the information necessary to make an informed choice and to feel like the the choice they're being act, uh, asked to make is is a sort of a, a manageable one. The task is not too complex. There's not doesn't require hours upon hours of research to to get to a point where they feel comfortable choosing among those those candidates. And so trying to find more ways to get information out to, to voters in a timely way, that's a, that's a real challenge. Trying to help people see why is this important? Why is it worth spending a bit of time getting to know who the different candidates are? And then trying to 
design the institutions perhaps in a way that is going to make that choice a little bit more manageable. I think we can do all of these things and try to make our, our municipal elections work a little bit better and, and end up with a result that is a, a true representation of what the, the city's inhabitants are, are actually asking for. And what about the number of candidates as far as how do you balance democracy and encouraging people to run and be involved in civic uh, civic politics? How do you balance that with a long list of candidates who have met some pretty low requirements to put their names on the ballot? Oh yeah, it, it's it's a good question, and in some ways, this is this is a good problem to have, right? You want to have a population that's really engaged in politics, where you see a lot of people, uh, not just following the news passively, but actually trying to to get involved and make make a difference. So, so in a sense, that speaks to a really vibrant civic culture. We have other municipalities in in BC where that's not really the case, where a lot of races are being decided by acclamation. There's just one candidate for mayor and and no real choice available. So. So we want to encourage people to to get involved, but in in a big city like Vancouver or say Surrey in particular, you probably want to have uh, a little bit higher of a threshold to to uh, actually participate in elections. So if you only need say 25 signatures, that's something just about anyone can do, even on on a whim, and it may not uh, produce a, a a set of candidates that are are truly equally serious about the the entire project. So perhaps having uh, a little higher requirement for the number of, of signatures. Perhaps they should come from different parts of the city. So it's not just, say, somebody deciding and asking 25 people in in, in a, a particular uh, office or something like that. You actually have to get out into the community and, and make different connections to show that you're, you're really serious about uh, democracy and getting involved. Uh, those sorts of things might help constrain the list of candidates as well. Does it make sense or do you think, is there any issue with having it on a Saturday? uh, I think there are some good reasons to try to do it on, on a weekend. We we often at the, the federal provincial level think of it as, as being part of our work day. You have to find time to get off work to go out and, and make a choice. But there there is no reason it has to be like that. And so putting something uh, like a vote on a, on a, a weekend can be a way to make it a little bit easier for uh, more people to, to vote. If you don't have to take time off work, then that can be a little nudge in the way of, of uh, encouraging people to, to actually take the time to go fill out a ballot. And so uh, having the, the vote on a weekend, perhaps spreading it over two days, having a, a more advanced polling, different ways for people to cast ballots, whether it's by mail or telephone, what have you, these are all ways that we can, again, try to make it easier for people to vote and to try to, to reach those populations that may be on the bubble where they, they are trying to pay attention, but they feel like there's uh, it's a bit of a daunting prospect to, to actually spend the time and, and put in the effort to vote. The easier you can make it, uh, the more people might just get over the hump and actually cast a, cast a vote. All right. Well, we'll see what the turnout is like this year with the election less than a couple of weeks away. Stuart, always great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime.